Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio, your all-day companion for news. It's uh, great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes in radio, and we are going to attempt to slow it all down for you. Divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. Uh, and as always, there is a lot going on today. We're going to talk a lot about leadership uh, on the national level as well as the local level. And so we want you to be part of that conversation today. We're also going to talk about lifelong learning today and the uh, impact of that. Uh, we'll talk about that in our final segment today. But one of the things I want to hear from you today is a single book, single book that has influenced you the most uh, in your life. And you can text that to us on our Utah Community Credit Union, KSL text line, 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union, KSL text line. And just text in, what is the book that has had the most profound impact on you? It doesn't matter when you read it or uh, what the uh, topic was, but one that really influenced you. We want to share some of those in our final segment coming up today, where we'll talk about a, a quote from Winston Churchill uh, about the next empires and uh, what they really are and where they really begin. So stick with us for that uh, throughout the day today. We'll also be joined uh, on some local leadership issues by Jason Perry, our good friend up at the Hinckley Institute's, uh, Institute of Politics at the University of Utah. We'll weigh in on the governor's race as well as some other congressional races that are coming up. Primary is late June, 30th of June, so we'll be keeping our eye on that. And then you don't want to miss this today. At 1135, we're going to talk about Lead from the Future, uh, Mark W. Johnson, uh, brand new book out. And there's just some fascinating things that relate so well to what we're going through with the current uh, coronavirus crisis and some things that we all should be looking at as we try to rock this thing all forward. So let's start nationally and looking at the, uh, the big picture there. There's a lot of rumblings going on around the campaign trail as we look at the race for the White House in 2020. Uh, you have today, uh, as we've been reporting here on KSL, that it is the Ohio primary today. And, of course, that was delayed by about a month because of the coronavirus. It was a, an interesting leadership battle in and of itself in that uh, you had the governor of the state uh, and the uh, judicial branch going back and forth as to who makes the call as to whether it's safe and whether uh, a, a 
an election should be postponed or canceled. And they're doing this uh, by mail primarily today in the state of Ohio. Uh, that doesn't sound shocking or unusual uh, to anyone here in the state of Utah because we've been doing that for a while. So uh, voting by mail is, is not a big issue for us, but it is, it's a first time for the state of Ohio. Everyone will be voting by mail today uh, with the exception of, of some of those who need uh, special help uh, in casting their ballots. And so we'll be monitoring that. It's, it's pretty much a done deal, although Bernie Sanders is still on the ballot in Ohio. It will be interesting to see if he uh, amasses any more uh, delegates. That gives him increased influence and power at the uh, convention coming up in Milwaukee, uh, which has also been pushed back. will be in August rather than in July. Uh, but the big rumblings are about who is Joe Biden going to choose to be his vice president and his running mate. Uh, there's a number of uh, names that are potentials there, but uh, three in particular have been bubbling up uh, in a bigger way over the last few days. And uh, so we want to break those down just a little bit. Elizabeth Warren, of course, everyone's familiar with uh, the uh, senator. And, uh, of course, she had a plan for many things. Uh, but it's important to look at what was her focus as a presidential candidate and then what would that mean for her as a running mate and just to remind you of where uh, she ran uh, as a candidate for president here's elizabeth warren right now in america there is a real hunger there are people who are ready for big structural change in this country they're ready for change and i got a plan for that so Elizabeth Warren, of course, was the uh, the big plan candidate, and she did have a plan for everything, and they were big, and they were bold, and she often criticized uh, the other uh, folks running uh, for president that they weren't thinking big enough, they weren't thinking uh, as liberal as she wanted them to. And so that will be the interesting test. Uh, would that be compatible with a Joe Biden, who's definitely a little more moderate and a little more structured, a little less of the populist platform? Uh, so there would definitely be some tension there. Some people think that would be a good thing uh, to have Elizabeth Warren on there to appease the left wing of the Democratic Party. Uh, others think that uh, Kamala Harris might be the right choice. And uh, this is what she had to say when she was still in the race for president. My entire career has been focused on keeping people safe. It is probably one of the things that motivates me more than anything else. I know that the American people deserve to have somebody who is going to fight for them, who is going to see them, who will hear them, who will care about them, who will be concerned about their experience and put them in front of self-interest. So that's uh, Kamala Harris, uh, Senator from California. And her, you know, her run for the White House was so fascinating. She had such a great start, so much promise early on just a year ago and was never able to really parlay any of her really magical moments early on. She had some great moments on the debate stage. In fact, she had interesting moments on the debate stage with Joe Biden uh, dealing with things like criminal justice reform. And uh, so it will be interesting to see if there's any uh, hard feelings left over from those encounters and exchanges on the debate stage. Uh, she is very smart. To me, she she does fit the bill of a smart fighter. Uh, and if that's what the Democratic Party wants uh, in their uh, run for the White House against President Trump, I think she would uh, fit that bill uh, very nicely. One other candidate that seems to be emerging and is uh, promoting it herself in a, a really rare move. Usually, 
people who are being considered for the vice president slot uh, don't comment on it or they say yeah you know we'll we'll see uh, but then behind the scenes they're kind of working it uh, but uh, Stacey Abrams is uh, of course uh, ran for governor in the state of Georgia did not win that race but uh, she she definitely garnered a lot of attention uh, and she's gathering more and she's actually out saying hey I I am I am auditioning to be the vice president. I do think I would be a good vice president. Uh, and here's a little flavor of what she's been saying out there. This is an unusual position to be in for someone to be considered possibly the next vice president. And it would be doing a disservice to every woman of color, every woman of ambition, every child who wants to think beyond their known space for me to say no or to pretend, oh, no, I don't want it. Of course I want it. Of course I want to serve America. Good. Of course I want to be a patriot and do this work. And so I say yes. Yes, and very good. Okay, so that's Stacey Abrams again uh, ran for governor, uh, came up a little short there in the state of Georgia. But she is definitely auditioning for this job, uh, saying that she would be a great candidate for vice president. Uh, I, I think she is violating the, the one rule, at least the rule of the Matheson household, which is if you have to declare it, you're not it. Uh, and uh, so she is declaring a lot of things as to why she would be a great uh, tag team partner with Joe Biden uh, in a run for the White House. Uh, but it will be interesting to see how that continues to play out. We'll monitor that. We'll also keep our eye on what's going on in Ohio. Uh, people in Ohio have until uh, 7 o'clock tonight uh, to get their ballots in. And uh, we'll see how those uh, all play out. But again, most uh, is a foregone conclusion. Of course, the President Trump is unopposed there. And you just got uh, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden left on the ballot uh, we expect Joe Biden will sweep most of those delegates up from Ohio. But this is also interesting, too, because Ohio is going to be the uh, battleground, as it always is, uh, come November. And they will likely, uh, as with much of the country, will end up doing things by mail uh, in the uh, current pandemic situation. And so uh, it will be interesting to see how the people of Ohio respond. It sounds like they've got a, a pretty good number that have cast ballots already. And so that will be an important thing to, to watch. But a lot of this uh, just keeps coming back to this idea of what do we really want in a leadership? today, whether that's at the national level, someone in the White House, whether we want that in the governor's mansion, whether we want it in a congressional leader or a mayor, uh, a lot of races are just really heating up. So we're going to go ahead and step aside. And when we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Jason Perry from the Hinckley Institute of Politics. We'll break down uh, some of the Utah leadership races coming up next right here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.